Hey, everybody, it's Abby. Me. <clears throat> One of these days, I'm going to get the intro right, and then everything's going to be fine, and nothing's going to matter, but until that day comes, I'm going to have awkward intros, and we're just going to have to deal with it. Anyways, <clears throat> oh my goodness gracious, <clears throat> why do I, I have like a, like, hark in my throat, not a hark, a gurgle, a crackle, whatever. I have something in my throat, but long story short, here I am, back on campus at Belmont University. Hi. It's not a high. I'm out of high. I'm not, I don't get high. I'm, I've never, okay, that's irrelevant. Um, stay, stay in school, kids. Not Belmont High as in, like, high school, because I go to un the university, as in the college. And, if you don't know who I am, that minute right there was just a little glimpse of what you're getting yourself into with this podcast because I'm all over the place. I like to compare myself to that of a, um, somewhat of a Dory character from Finding Nemo. Um, sometimes my brain just rattles and this week has just been a crazy week and I guess this energy is just gonna be put into the podcast and honestly, it's okay. I think it's good. Spice it up a little bit. Just a little bit of craziness. Um, my name's Abby. If you're new, hi. If you're old, hi. Either way, I'm glad that you're here. Um, I'm so happy that you came across this podcast and I really hope that you stick around and stay. Today, we're going to be talking about college. And this, if you're not a college kid, don't click off. This can apply to anyone who's ever experienced some sort of change in their life. And if you haven't experienced some sort of change in your life, get ready because it's going to happen. And if you're older and you've experienced change in your life, this will be a good time to kind of reflect back. Um, maybe you're older, you're planning a family. Maybe you already have a family and you need a way to relate to your kids who are going to, uh, have a change at some point in their life. Um, Anyway, you've come here for a reason. Please stay, listen, see what the Lord has to provide for you in this podcast and uh, what he's going to speak through me because I'm not really sure yet. Um, I just got out of the shower and I prayed in the shower, TMI, but I prayed in the shower about what I wanted to talk about and there, there's just so many things I want to talk about. I was going to do a part two to my eating disorder um, episode that I did previously to this, if you want to go check it out. Um, but I think I kind of want to space it out a little bit just because there's like a whole lot to unpack there, as you guys know, if you've listened to the first one. Um, and still kind of figuring things out, which you'll kind of hear about in today's podcast. Um, I wanted to talk about that. I still want to share my testimony, but I think for today, God and I have come to the conclusion that I should talk about my college experience so far um, and really the ups and downs of what I've experienced because I think a lot of people need to hear it. And honestly, I'm really scared for this podcast because I'm going to be really open and really honest. And like, I'm here on campus and my friends listen to this podcast and it's kind of scary. What the? I just glitched. It's kind of scary to share something that I just recently got over and it's still kind of fresh and still kind of relevant. And I still have those days where I'm homesick and I feel upset, but I think that, well, I know that I'm not alone. And so I, I really have come to terms with sharing the hard times while you're in them. And uh, I made an Instagram post about it on my Instagram, but there's something so special about genuinely talking about it and it's more real. Um, and so I really want to share that. I really want to be open and vulnerable. This podcast is a safe space for me. I don't know if anybody else feels like that. And that probably sounds cheesy to say, but really this podcast has helped me more than you guys know. Um, just find my voice and... Uh, 
hold myself accountable to, you know, reach the goal that the Lord has for me, which I don't know what it is, but I know there's a path. And as long as I pursue him, that's all that matters. And so that's what I hope to do with this podcast. So if you've been listening for a while, usually I start out with like some sort of life update, like blah, 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 blah. But I think I'm going to do that at the end because I want to start at the beginning of this transition from like the high school to college um, and how hard that was and then where I am now because I am in a totally different mindset of where I am now compared to where I was. And I think it's it's kind of beautiful to see. And I don't want to say that in like a selfish, like self-confident way, but almost in like a wow, like God's timing is perfect and he can do so much more than we think. Um, we just have to trust him. And so that's what I want to talk about today. I'm going to open, open, uh, let's count how many times Abby can set her over her words. Awesome. Um, we're going to open up in prayer now. So if you'd like to close your eyes, bow your heads, unless you're driving, running, hashtag safety hazard, hashtag don't do that. So I'm going to open us up in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this wonderful day. And I thank you for helping me feel this passion and this fire inside of me to want to share a message that so deeply hits home for me. Lord, I pray that the people listening, even if they haven't been to college or they're out of college, um, even though this is my college experience, I pray that they can relate to this in some way and hear some message that speaks to them. Please help what you have to say resonate with them, Lord, and please help me um, to share what you have to say and not speak from my own heart, but speak from your word, Lord. Um, I thank you so much for this wonderful day and this wonder way. There it is again. I'm going to keep going. Lord, you know my heart. (laughs) I love you, Jesus. And that's all that matters. Amen. All right. So um, I am now currently, if you heard that, taking my shower towel off of my head because I just came out of the shower. And it feels real good to be clean after a long day of being messy. So let's talk um i am 19 years old currently and i'm in my second semester of college i'm a freshman at belmont university musical theater major class of 2025 there are the facts um kind of a little backtrack i was struggling so my senior year uh during corona when everything was just shut down i was really really on top of auditions and if you know anything about the musical theater audition process and getting into college you have to like submit your college application first and get accepted into the college and then you have to um uh my what my air conditioning just turned on hold on Okay, I just turned it off, but I didn't want you guys to hear the ratchet air conditioning. Um, But long story short, it's kind of like two submission processes. So you apply to the school, you get in, and then you audition. Um, So I was doing that for, I would say, probably around 15 schools because majority of the time musical theater majors, like you audition, you get into like maybe five, two, three. If you're lucky, you get into all 15. You're probably a prodigy and you should just go straight to Broadway. But that was not the case for me. Um, so majority of my schools, honestly, I'm, I made it into callbacks for a lot of my schools. I'm very lucky to say, but majority of them I didn't get, um, into, uh, for the musical theater program. And so that was kind of a struggle because Belmont was, Belmont's just close to home. And so for me, I associated like close to home with just not as good because I wanted to go far away. And because that's like, oh, Abby's going to go far away and do big things and so since Belmont was close I just kind of associated it with like my backup because I was just used to it and it's like oh yeah like it's you know Belmont but 
Um, for someone who lives in like New York, Belmont's like, wow, Belmont. So it's just different regions, different areas. Um, but long story short, the Lord had a plan for me to be at Belmont. And as much as I, in my past brain, would like to say, you know, like, oh, I shouldn't like be here, like whatever, the Lord knew exactly what he was doing, placing me here. Um, and you'll see why. So anyway, so I got really excited about going to Belmont, good Christian school, you know, great music program, all these things it's known for. Um, and life was just really great. I had a really, really great summer and I came to terms with a lot of things that I was kind of like just hiding deep down. Um, and it was just a really good, like really, really, really good summer. I went to like a bunch of camps and helped and volunteered and served in like children's ministry and became super, like even more passionate about sharing my love for Jesus, which if you guys know me, I, I just love talking about Jesus. I could talk about him for hours. And so that was just like amplified, um, so much so. And so I was so ready to come to college and just like just spread the word to everyone and be happy and make new friends and I was so ready to leave home like I was not gonna miss home at all like was ready to get out of the house ready to leave my family so I get to college and the first day um I I don't even remember who it was but we were having a conversation and I was like oh yeah you should come to church with me tomorrow and they were like you worship the Lord like that's weird and that was kind of like oh okay um I don't know what to say here because I want to respect people, but I also want to feel respected. Um, and so that was kind of just like a, a wake up call of like, OK, th this is college, you know, just because it's a Christian school doesn't mean everyone's going to have the same views. And that's OK. But our job as Christians is to spread the gospel. Um, I, I want everyone to be saved and to live in heaven, live in eternity with Jesus. Um, but you know, sadly, that's not every college student. And I wish I could say it is. And that's why we're here is to is to spread that. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of a, just an initial struggle. But I kind of found my way and met new people. And, you know, I'm friends with people that aren't Christian. I'm friends with people that are Buddhist, Muslim, whatever. Um, and it's great. And it's awesome. And it's great friendships. And yeah, that's really all I have to say about that. But um as I continued on, I would say September was like an amazing month. I, I will say my, my only thing I would take back is just staying in touch with going home, the people at home and my family. The month of September was just so crazy. Like the beginning of school that I never talked to my family, never talked to anyone at home was like, I'm not going home at all. Like I'm never going home. I like never want to be there again. Like I'm moving on. And you know, I had this, this attitude of like, I'm a college girl now, you know? And so September was amazing. And for majority of people, that was the month that they like missed home. Like my roommates, you know, they missed home. And like, I was just like, Oh, I'm like, I'm feeling great. So, um, then my birthday came and my parents came up up yeah up anyways I'm studying music not geography but my parents came up and I just was in such a bad place that day I don't know why I don't like my birthday to begin with and um but I've learned to love it because that's the day that Jesus specifically told me that or placed for me to enter this world and so I've learned to love it because like that's the day he was like, I'm going to add this person into the world, spread the word. And so it, there is something beautiful, but 
I love attention. I love attention. Like, it's just so fun, but I don't like it when it's supposed to be on me. So, like, formals, prom, birthdays, shows, like, I just don't, I don't know why. It's just, like, a flip switches, and I just don't want to be seen at all. So, on a day where it was supposed to be me, and I, you know, I just didn't want that attention, but my family came, and um, it was the first time I had been reminded of comfort. It was the first time I had felt comfortable because I I kind of was just gone for so long and cut everything off and then I was like, wait, what is this feeling? And then I was like, wait, I feel whole again. Like I feel content. I feel found. I feel seen um, by my loved ones and my family members and it was a feeling that I didn't realize I didn't have and so it was really hard saying goodbye to my family on my birthday and then kind of from there is when things spiraled um, and that 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 weekend I had a total of like four panic attacks and I've I've never struggled with panic attacks I've never struggled with like severe anxiety um unless it's like evolved involved with eating but never just like you know anxiety and like feeling like heaviness in my chest but I just felt so overwhelmed it was when school was starting to pick up and I had just gotten involved in this new show that I was helping with for school. And it was an amazing experience, but I just underestimated how much I had to do. And mentally, I was not prepared for that. So um, I was continuously waking up at five in the morning, going on a run. And then I would do like full days of classes, go to the gym. Um, and for a while, I had it under control. And then slowly, I started to feel out of control just with my schedule, with um, just life in general. And I felt so out of place. I felt like I didn't have any friends and no one knew this. And honestly, I'm a very positive person. I like to stay like on the bright side of things and I can hide my pain very well and I can hide my tiredness very well. Um, and, uh, I did that. And I, I would say like, majority of the time I thought I was happy but now that I'm genuinely happy I realize how sad I was and so it's easy for me to sit here after I've come out of that hard time and say wow like I was so sad back then but when you're in the moment you don't realize it you know like when you're in that period of sadness like you don't realize how sad you are you think you're fine um which is so sad but I would say October was probably one of the worst months of my life hands down one of the worst months of my life it was just so draining and hard and I was running myself ragged constantly I would get up after like studying until like 12 at night and then get up at five and run like eight miles and whatever and and so here's where things got bad so I had my schedules amping up so I kept feeling more out of place so I worked out more and so for those of you that don't know, I've struggled with eating disorders in the past. You can listen to it in the previous podcast, but I've struggled with something called orthorexia as well in the past, and I've overcome that. And for the month of October, I came back to it because that's where I felt control. My life felt out of control, so I went to the place that I knew that I felt like I had control. And I was just struggling so hard because... I was like under fueling myself and working out like I was in the gym like three hours and an 
eight mile run and a two hour walk every single day on top of classes that are full of movement. My schedule had like dance, ballet, um, tap, like moving rehearsals. And we would have like, I was moving literally all day and I was so drained. I was so drained. And then I started under fueling myself because old tendencies started coming back because I was so sad with where I was. And I think I was trying to make myself feel better, but in turn that made me feel worse. And if I could go back and change it, honestly, I would like to say I would, but I wouldn't change it because it's led me to where I am now. And it's the same. I feel like it's just like a constant theme of like hard times bring great results. Um, and that's a matter of like looking within yourself and and saying, okay, realize you have to realize in order to get better. And I can confidently say I've never been closer to the Lord than I was in my October season of depression, I would call it. I was depressed. I would wake up in the morning and be sad and then I would go fake it all day off of zero energy, low tank, I just wanted to just be quiet and just like go home. I always wanted to go home. And when I went home, I felt safe because I was with people that knew me and in a place I knew. And that's not who I am. I love new experiences. I love going out and experiencing new things. And all I wanted to do in that month of October was just go home, stay home, sleep, be by myself and work out. That's all I wanted to do. I didn't want to focus on school. I had lost sight of my goals. I was becoming such a downer and I kept turning more and more and more to Jesus. And I just kept ignoring everything that he was telling me. And so I got so close to him, yet I never listened. And he was telling me clearly like, chill girl, basically. I mean, like chill. And I just, I just didn't. I just thought I knew better because that's just, I I have a control problem. I think I know better than God and it's a problem. It's a sin, but I'm human and it's okay. Your problems are valid. We're human. We're not supposed to be perfect. But if you know that the Lord is speaking to you, as hard as it is, you've got to listen because I've been there. I pushed him away and if I would have listened, I would have saved myself from so much struggle, so much heartbreak. Um, I pushed away my friends. I pushed away so many people. People would like ask to hang out and I would be like, oh yeah, well, I can't. Or yeah, I can't do this. I pushed away my roommate. Like I just became, I would come into the dorm exhausted, worn out, not able to even talk. And it was a mix of going back to old tendencies with the eating disorder and orthorexia mixed with being depressed and sad because I was in a new place and new experiences and not feeling like I have a place to belong. Like I didn't have a church to go to, no life groups, no clubs. Um, and the only community I had was the musical theater community and they're amazing. But when I was there, I was just constantly thinking about how I wanted to go home. I was just never present. I always thought about what I wanted and what I didn't have. And so finally I hit rock bottom October 31st, Halloween. Nope. October 30th. I hit rock bottom October 30th. Um, and I came home after a show that I had just been helping with and I walked around campus and I, I just cried. I just cried for probably two hours. And I like, if I could, oh my gosh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get teary thinking about it, but I just remember so many times walking around campus and just crying, um, 
and I don't know why. Oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional. It's fine. People can cry. It's okay. But no, like no one ever knew I was breaking over. I don't even know what. Like at that point, I didn't even know. I was so sad. I didn't even know. Um, and I just became like so focused on work, like workaholic, like I need to do this work and do this work. And no, I can't hang out with friends because I need to do work because I need to be the best at this. But I, I was working for something I didn't even picture in my head. Like, like I was working for this goal that I didn't even have. Um, it was hard. It was so hard. And I knew my friends could tell, my roommate could tell, like my close friend group could tell, which, because I started pushing them away. And because I was just so caught up in trying to just like figure out what was wrong with me. I didn't realize I was doing it to myself. Um, so November came and, and I just also, I just had so much built up anger for no reason. And I think it's because I was under fueling myself and I just became snippy. <laughs> and so that was like another added layer onto that. But um, then I started going to this church called Church of the City and the Lord is just really speaking to me there. I feel very comfortable there. I love going to that church. So that's my new church now in Nashville. But um, he was, Jesus was like, you, it's time. And uh, so I decided November 1st, I literally woke up November 1st. I was like, Jesus, we're on a road to get my life back together. It's you and me. And I was like, I'm ready. I am so ready. So I started journaling every day. Um, I fasted from running because I had become really obsessive with running because that was like my escape. And Jesus needs to be my escape. Like Jesus needs to be the reason that I heal, not running. I had identified myself with a runner. Like I identified myself with this workaholic person. That's what I found my worth in. I found my worth in like, oh, Abby's so busy and accomplishes so much and works out and is fit. And like, oh yeah, I'm a runner. Oh yeah, I lift. Oh yeah, this, this, this. I'm like, what's the gain from that if that's what people know about me? I don't want to leave this earth and people like, I'm not going to leave the earth and people be like, oh, she had such a good body or like, oh yeah, she could like handle so much work. No, like I want to leave this earth with a lasting impact of, wow, like she was so passionate about Jesus. She showed examples of how to live through Christ, how to walk with Christ um, because that's the goal. And I, I wasn't doing that. And so November, I really, really focused on myself in the right way. And then December came and I, st- I was like, okay, I focused on myself, time to focus on others. So I started reaching out to people, hanging out with people. And instantly I just became so much happier as a person. Um, and then I went home because it was break and I had a month and a half of just amazing realization of okay I'm gonna get a nutritionist I'm gonna get a therapist I'm gonna prioritize people the I made a list I was like these are the things that I'm self-sabotaging these are the things that I'm holding myself back from and the reason why is because of my control issues because of my workaholicness my I'm a slave to my schedule and I'm becoming back to the person who I was um eating disorder wise and so I I made a list of like, I'm missing out on friendships. I'm missing out on my goals. I'm missing out on getting to know new people. I'm missing out on like going on dates, like stupid stuff, like just, just fun stuff that, you know, the college experience, like I'm missing out on going out with my friends at night because I have to wake up early and run in the morning. Like 
have fun with your friends, Abby. Like, chill. Like, just chill. That's what Jesus was literally telling me. He's like, chill. Um, and so that's, I really focused on just, I just really thrived during the break. Just not trying to sound selfish, but I did because I had come to terms with that. I had realized and I was able to heal faster because I've experienced um, those things before. And so I full-heartedly believe that God uses those hard experiences in order for us to um, be able to tie back to that when the devil comes around and tries to get at us again, because he will, and he'll continue, and we'll continue to downfall. And I'll continue to sh- continue to struggle with my eating disorder. I'll continue to struggle with orthorexia, which is overworking out. I'll continue to struggle with uh, control, and I'll continue to struggle with getting caught up in my schedule. But these experiences are preparing me for a life that I'm able to live so that when these things do come and hard times do come again, and they will, I'll be able to fight it. I'll be able to pull out my sword of the, wait, sword of the word of the, the word of the spirit, the sword of Ephesians, um, Ephesians chapter six, it's in Ephesians chapter six, but, uh, like the shield of faith and the, all that. I'll be able to pull out all my armor of God and be able to fight the devil because I've, God's using this experience. He's taking what the enemy has meant for evil, evil, and he's using it for good. And I just really, really came to terms with that. So then coming back to school this semester, my mindset was just so different. So October was really hard. November was healing for myself. December was going back into the world, making new connections. And right as new connections were being made was break. And so it was, the break was kind of like, if you go in, it's kind of like with, um, like people who have suffered with like alcoholism or anyone who's really suffered with something and you have to go to like a facility. It's kind of like, I felt like break was my facility because I don't know if you've heard, but like people who go into a facility and then they come back out into the world, like they're scared because it's like, I've become comfortable in this facility and I'm going back into the world where my struggles came. So that's kind of how I felt going back to Belmont. Like I've had this month and a half of just like, before the break, realizing, working, starting to make connections, and now I'm on this break and I'm the happiest I've ever been, I'm scared to go back and do the same things that I did when I was sad because I'm afraid I'm going to go back to the place that I was in. So I was very scared. I left my mom and I just decided like, you know what? Like, no, I have worked. Jesus has prepared me. Like him and I have worked together so hard like I've never been closer to Jesus than I was in that hard time of my life and it's just growing and now I'm so on fire to tell people how he has healed me in just this such this even short amount of time it's literally a month of depression and then November was recovery and now I'm back and better than ever and like whatever and it was a downfall but like it's okay like we're supposed to have downfalls like these things are normal, like college kids, high school kids, parents, like parents that feel that you don't know how to parent, grandparents that feel like you don't know how to grandparent or that your kids are crazy or high schoolers who are trying to fit in or even if you're struggling with like over-exercising, overworking out, if you're struggling with anxiety, depression, like we, we can fight it because we have the power of the Lord. He is on our side. He is fighting our battles with us. We're not alone. Um, and that's what I've realized. And I just want to tell everyone, I want to scream it from the top of the roof. Like I want to literally just like let everyone know how amazing our God is and how strong he is. And I continue 
I continue to doubt him every day and think I know better. And yet, even when I do that, he continues to stay right by my side and do even more. Like, continue to fight for me, his child, who he chose to be on this earth to serve him. It's crazy. It's a crazy idea to even think about that, like, how great someone is to do that for us. Um, But I think you guys will be happy to know (laughs) that now this is the life update portion I've never been happier and like, like literally never been happier. Life is wonderful and beautiful and there's so many opportunities and beautiful experiences that I have just said yes to and I've prioritized people and I've prioritized taking breaks and like I'll work and then I'll say, okay, you know, like I've worked, I deserve to let myself live, to let myself go hang out with friends, to let myself skip the gym if I'm tired. Gosh darn it. I've worked out, I've worked out less and I've structured my day around Jesus more and around other people and serving other people more. And it's just continuing to bring happiness. I'm making friends and I'm, I'm just, I'm truly living for the Lord and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful experience, but I don't think I would have such an appreciation if I didn't go through that month of hardship. Um, And so it's like bittersweet because you don't want to go through hard times, but also that just means that like what you're going to experience from that learning situation through the Lord is, is amazing. And I will say like going through things with the Lord, hard times with the Lord ensures that you will create a better relationship with him and that you will learn from that experience. I feel like so many times, especially in today's world, in today's culture, we're taught to like manifest these things for ourselves and um, really like look within ourselves and, and think that we have to do it on our own. And that's just not it. We put our faith in the Lord. We put our trust in the Lord and he's the one that helps us out of the hard times. We, we aren't supposed to do it alone. We aren't supposed to do it ourselves. Um, so I, I wrote a lot in my journal and I, I haven't read this yet, but this is just one, um, sheet it's October 27th and I just wrote this down and there's so many more. So if you guys want to hear some more journal stuff, I'm more than happy to, uh, share it but uh, I just thought I would read it and I don't know maybe it might help people so here it is hey God this week I've struggled hard and you know that I just feel like one week I'm doing great and everything's good and the next week it just crumbles I know I'm scheduling too much and I also know that I don't allow myself enough time with friends my brain is so messed up right now I can't focus I blank out in conversations I'm burnt out and I'm becoming a lukewarm Christian Lord I am crying out to you help me I just need your guidance your strength to let go and to not be a slave to my schedule. Lord, give me rest. I know it's all a part of your plan and that your timing is perfect, but I need you now more than ever, it feels. I'm so sorry to be, or uh, I'm so ready to be done with this workout and eating disorder. I'm so ready to live a happy, normal life where my personality shines through. Make it clear to me what I need to do and make me do it. Give me the strength to do it. Help me, Lord. Guide me. And in the struggle, let me still be your messenger. I'm here on this earth for you, God. Amen. That was October 27th and I hit my peak October 30th and I started to turn around November 1st. Um, so pray, prayer, 
prayer is powerful, as we see. Um, and I will say, even in the struggle, he used me to, to talk to people. And I could relate to people in a way I never had um, because I experienced a struggle that I never had. Um, the verse that kind of got me through that period of time, as, I, as you hear me flip the page, is 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, because as you guys know, like working out was my control. It's where I, I felt that I had control when I didn't feel like I had control. And so um, this was the verse that kind of stood out to me. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what is good. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Um, and I wrote some like little things and it was like, why do I work out? Who should I work out for? Um, and then I said, like, and whatever you do, do it for Jesus. And I just sat there and I thought, I'm working out for myself. And there's definitely a way to, like, dedicate what, everything you do to the Lord. And, um, you know, and I've, I've been there, but I lost sight of that. And so now, like, yeah, it sounds silly, but even when I go to the gym, like, maybe I'm supposed to go to the gym to, like, help a friend, you know? I went to the gym yesterday and my friend and I talked about how we both struggle with or workout addiction or like have struggled with workout addiction. And it's just crazy how like the Lord can use a place that I was scared to go back to because that was what I, what I was addicted to and he can use it for me being able to bond with someone who had the same struggle. Um, so where I am now on fire for Jesus um, and mentally the, the most stable I've been. Um, and I can confidently say that because I wasn't like that. And I'm so proud of myself for being able to say that. And it feels good to say that, um, making friends, being intentional with friends, enjoy, just enjoying life and listening to my body. I think there's something beautiful about being able to move your body in a way that makes you feel good, but, if I'm not feeling it, I'm not feeling it. And rest is more important than we think, people. You need to rest in order to recover so that you're able to do what you need to do. Um, I'm staying out late. It's fun. Stay up late with your friends. Have girl talks. Um, I'm planning to eat like meals with people when really I would just skip on a meal. You know what I mean? And it's just so beautiful to see how... I, how dumb I am for forgetting how powerful Jesus is. He's so powerful. So I hope what you get from this or what you have gotten from this is that within your struggle, you are not alone. You are not alone. Someone else is struggling and someone else is probably struggling who's super near to you and they don't voice it because I felt like I shouldn't. And then one day I was like, who cares? I'm going to share this because I'm sure other people have felt some sort of sadness in a big transition in their life. And so I made an Instagram post about it. And wow, there were so many college kids who felt the same way. And it's sad, but it's also comforting to know that we're not alone, you guys. Like, we are not alone. Um, and we know we're not alone because we have Jesus, but also he's placed community in our lives. Like, we thrive off community. That's why quarantine is so hard. That's why staying away from people is so hard because we want to be with people. We're made to, to have community with others. That's part of ministry. That's part of being with people and life and enjoying life is getting to share and make memories with other people. Um, 
So that's really what I've been focusing on and it's fun and it's awesome. And when I study, I study and I'm still and I've been reading more. I mean, I've always been reading, but reading and being still and, and really enjoying the stillness. I've been going to the gym and leaving when I'm tired and, you know, pushing myself to a healthy way that I can grow, but not pushing myself to where I'm pushing myself past the limit that I should have stopped. Um, I have a nutritionist slash therapist now. I'm so pro-therapy. I think everyone needs therapy all the time. It's great. And um, if you if you can't afford it, like there are ways to be able to get the help that you need financially um, and emotionally. Um, reach out. Step out of your comfort zone. Go talk to people. You have no idea what can happen when you just go talk to people. Um, and I've learned that through basically starting in November, I would say like November 1st was like recovery for me. Um, and I, I believe once you're in recovery, like it never stops. Um, but I'm so thankful for that month of hardship because it has brought a whole new lens and a whole new outlook on college and life. And yeah, college is hard and uncomfy and it's, it's a struggle, but there's so much beauty in the struggle, which is what I've learned. Um, and I've always heard people say that. And I've always heard people say that freshman year is just hard. And I was like, yeah, whatever. It's like freshman year. No, y'all, it's hard. It's hard. But you're going to get through it if you put your faith and trust in Jesus and you rely on him with your full heart and give your entire life to him. Um I got back from college and I talked to my roommates and I said, I'm sorry for pushing you guys out. I am sorry for being so self-centered. And I know you guys realized I was sad and I'm sorry, but life is beautiful and I'm going to live it. And I am asking for your forgiveness. And I was never a bad friend. I was never rude to them, but I just, I just kind of became quiet and, um, and exhausted and I wasn't able to provide as a friend in the way that I wanted to and so I felt that deserved an apology and obviously they were like oh no you don't need to apologize like whatever but um I don't know being open and honest with them about how low I had gotten was so strengthening in our friendship um and so now I have people who hold me accountable like oh Abby you going to the gym yeah oh yeah like I'm, I'm gonna go for this amount of time and then be done okay like make sure you're done at that time awesome you know what I mean? And now I have, I have people and, and I'm able to serve them because I have the energy to do it. I have the mindset to do it. Um, and I have Jesus to thank and only Jesus to thank. And obviously the people he's placed in my life to, to help me through an odd transition. But overall, I just would say that I, I really underestimated, um, the transition of college. And so September I thought I could do it on my own in October. I realized I couldn't. So November, I said, Jesus, Jesus, help me. Take me home, boy. Um, wherever that, that home end goal plan for me right now is. And he showed me that. Um, and he's brought me so many friends, so many great things, so many awesome experiences. Um, and so if you ever, if you ever feel alone, if you ever feel like a struggle in the transition, please, please, please reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to talk to you about it. And it stays between us or reach out to someone you feel comfortable talking to, reach out to a family member, a friend. Life is beautiful and it should be lived. Um, and this world is evil. It is. It's evil. But we're here for a reason. 
So let's enjoy it and spread the gospel while we can until we live in the ultimate happy place, which is eternity with our Father in heaven. So, yeah. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. I am going to rehearsal now, which I am so excited about going to, which feels so good to say. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, catch you guys on the flippity flip, I guess. Um, life is great. Life will get hard. You'll get through it. And Jesus will be there right beside you every step of the way. And that's all I got to say, because that's life. Life.